everyone, this is Eric Reimer. Welcome to Tech Investment Insights Executive Interview Series. Today we'll be speaking with uh, Jacob Koaleski of Lisk, a uh, cryptocurrency that is uh, uh, very international, as we, uh, as we uh, talked about for it. And so um, as we explore different cryptocurrencies uh, and the different uh, permutations they have, it's uh, very interesting to see the different kind of uh, specialties and the uh, different characteristics uh, each various cryptocurrency embraces. And so today with uh, Lisk, uh, to start off, uh, Jacob, thank you very much for joining us today. And so, Thank you. Very, very happy to be here. Uh, wonderful. And so to uh, to give our uh, listeners a uh, overview of Lisk uh, among the uh, now roughly uh, 1,600 cryptocurrencies out there. So what do you think uh, makes uh, Lisk distinct and uh, what in particular uh, stands out about it? Um, so I mean, what Lisk does is that we're a blockchain application platform um, that essentially allows developers to build their their projects, their blockchain projects, their decentralized applications out using JavaScript. Because mm. currently there's a huge barrier to entry for people who want to get into the space. They have to learn a language like Solidity, which isn't particularly um, enjoyable, not very practical, quite complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, they maybe have to work with platforms like Ethereum, which also has its very distinct and well-known flaws. Uh-huh. Um, and there's this whole pool of talent out there of these JavaScript developers. I mean, it's, it's the most commonly used programming language in the world. Mm-hmm. And they, they all want to get into the space, but they have this huge barrier that they can't break down. Essentially, what Lisk does is it gives them a foundation, a platform, a way in to the space to start um, sort of bringing their ideas about how they can shape the world with mm-hmm. blockchain technology um, to life, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, certainly everyone has heard of uh, JavaScript. I mean, even, even with me, with not you know being a programmer exactly, I've heard uh, a lot about JavaScript as well. And so it's uh, so it does sound like uh, so. So how, how does it make it more accessible, JavaScript? Um, does it make it easier to um, to understand the crypto, or does it make it like easier to participate in it? Like, how, how does it make it more accessible? So I mean, it it, it, it comes down to how widely it is used, essentially. So, um, so everyone, I mean, a lot of developers tend to enter into what they do through JavaScript, essentially. It, it's widely the first language you learn before you start developing. So everyone has this base knowledge of JavaScript. Um, and I mean, relatively speaking, it's quite a simple language to learn. It's quite a simple language to use. Um, so, I mean, just in that in itself, it makes it a lot easier to, to enter a blockchain space. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, it mainly boils down to that, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see. And so, and so where, where do you see a list in, uh, growing and developing over the, say, next one or two years? So what, what are the, uh, the kind of like immediate goals of, uh, of LISC? Um, so, I mean, we're still very much laying the foundations of what our, our main product, our SDK, our sidechain mm-hmm. development kit, is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. So, we're launching our test nets actually tomorrow on the 28th of June. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, we've flashed out a lot of the, the, the kinks in the net, um, in our beta uh-huh. net. So, I mean, I think main net is going to follow the test net very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that's what lays the foundation for what we're going to do moving forward. So, I mean, after that's ready and completed, um, we're going to start moving towards the final stages of actually building our 
supply chain development kit, our SDK, mm-hmm. um, which will essentially allow all these developers to enter into the space and actually start using our products and start building their ideas out um, within the Lyft ecosystem. So, I mean, it's, it's a very exciting time moving forward. And I mean, Lyft having been in the space for longer than a lot of the blockchain projects are out now, um, mm. we, we did our ICO in 2016. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we've been around for two years, which, which, as I'm sure you know, in blockchain oh. and cryptocurrencies, is essentially a lifetime. Oh, definitely. Um, exactly. So, it's, it's, it's a case of we're, we're trying to do everything with a focus on quality over speed. And we're very much entering the stage where we're actually putting together tangible and very high quality products. Um, so, I mean, over the course of the next year or two, we're actually going to start seeing this booming and blooming um, Lisk ecosystem, essentially, with side chains and off the Lisk main chain and sort of releasing these exciting products. Mm-hmm. And so about the uh, the broader cryptocurrency space right now, and so uh, certainly cryptocurrencies uh, technologically, uh, economically have, uh, uh, as you mentioned, uh, since 2016, it's been like a lifetime essentially in the crypto world, certainly. And so how do you see the, the crypto space right now? Like, what do you think are the, the big um, the big drivers right now for how cryptocurrencies overall are developing in terms of technology and uh, their uh, status as a uh, asset class? I, I still feel like we're very much in a phase of um, laying the foundations, essentially. And I think it's mm-hmm. still a case of a lot of big promises that people aren't necessarily executing on. Um, mm-hmm. I was at Consensus two years ago, and everyone was sort of being like, this time next year, we're going to have our product, we're all going to be out, and it's going to be very game-changing. Um, the exact same conversations were happening this year at Consensus. So... I think people are starting to appreciate how difficult it is to develop in this ecosystem and work with this technology. It's, it's, no, it's no simple matter. Um, so I think people are still laying the foundation, essentially. I think it's still very, very early days within the cryptocurrency and blockchain space. And I, I, think, I think that's what makes it exciting, essentially. There's still so much to come. And we've, like mm-hmm. I said, we've been in the space for two years. And I think there's still, like, very much at the peak of adoption at the early days of adoption um so i think there's, there's still so many world changing life changing exciting products to come over the next two years and looking forward as well mm-hmm. yeah certainly it's a very exciting space to be in um so so about uh so <clears throat> one major factor for cryptocurrencies right now that's uh driving a lot of uh um uh, i guess you could say interest or uncertainty about cryptocurrencies is uh, regulation and so uh cryptocurrencies definitely um for pre like uh before this year largely were uh, in a regulated space um whether in the u.s or uh, internationally um however now they seem to uh be getting a bigger uh, regulatory framework whether they're in europe in asia in america uh, etc and so how do you see all of that developing, um, perhaps in, in Europe in particular, and uh, as well as generally? So how do you think that will affect cryptocurrencies, and uh, what will it look like exactly? I mean, first and foremost, I think it's, it's important to say that regulation is very much a good thing. Um, mm. Cryptocurrencies have been a bit of a, a wild west in some regards. That's why you see so many scams, so many products promising a lot and not delivering. Um, mm. So I think regulation is going to be good for protecting investors and mm-hmm. also for having blockchain 
and cryptocurrencies recognized as a legitimate um, concept and technology that's going to shape the world and move forward. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of how I think it's going to affect cryptocurrencies, I think it very much depends on the regulation itself. I mm -hmm. think people need to be, especially policymakers, need to be progressive, open-minded, and informed mm -hmm. about the technology, um, which not, has not necessarily been the case so far. Mm -hmm. um, and it will vary massively from place to place, as far as I can tell. I mean, if you're looking at what's going on in America now, um, the SEC is sort of faltering and sort of stumbling into actually defining um, which tokens are securities and which ones aren't. Um, maybe you look at a sort of post-Brexit Britain, which is scrapping all blockchain cryptocurrency from all of its education and curriculum. But then on the flip side, you look at places like France, um, which is launching its own blockchain and ICO accelerator um, oh, wow. after the fi finance minister said, yeah, they said the finance minister himself said that he doesn't want mm. France to be missing out on the blockchain revolution. Um, mm. You see Ireland as well positioning itself as a blockchain hub. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, you see these polarizing points where some, some approaches seem to be more, I don't know, a, a determination to regulate and sort of fearful whereas other more progressive countries are maybe approaching blockchain with a sort of curious optimism, I'd say. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, from, from my perspective in that regard, I'd say Europe alongside Asia uh, pushing mm -hmm. forward with the most progressive regulation. And I think that in the long term are going to make them key contenders and actually leading the global blockchain revolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly it's going to be uh, exciting to see how it all uh all plays out um and so so my final question then is so let's fast forward in a few years say it's uh 2020 or 2021 so how do you think the, the cryptocurrency space will overall look perhaps by then i know it's very hard to make these kind of uh, very long-term predictions when cryptocurrency it's like uh every every month is like a year essentially in terms of development and speed exactly. um yeah and so how do you think the cryptocurrency space overall will look as well as uh, how do you think uh, or how, how do you uh, hope LISC will, will look as well? So what's the kind of like the ideal uh, maturation for, for LISC? Um, so, I mean, in regards to LISC itself, we're going to release uh -huh. our sidechain development kit, which is going to allow people to start developing their ideas and actualizing okay. their ideas mm -hmm. about how, how they want to shape the world through blockchain technology. Uh -huh. I think looking farther afield and sort of taking a wider perspective, um, it's, as I mentioned earlier, I still think we're laying the foundations for people to start releasing meaningful products. Um, the way I see it, I think the most exciting and groundbreaking revolutionary things are going to come from um, maybe kids or the younger generation actually taking products like the Lyft product, the Sidechain Development Kit, and actually... Mm -hmm me just messing around with it essentially um mm -hmm. I, th I think it's like i think that's where the real revolutionary and world-shaping ideas are going to come from you have to maybe bear in mind that something like facebook came from a harvard dormitory you know it was just a young kid messing around with us all trying to create a sort of interconnected web between um people at harvard and sort of it's gone on to become this global force of a social network so i think it mm -hmm. sort of just goes to show that it, it's the kids and the younger generations 
that are going to really, really release these meaningful products. I think what companies like Lisk and people who are in the space right now are doing are laying the foundations and paving the way for this to happen. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as I'm concerned, I think the most important thing in making that happen is education at the end of the day. I think people need to understand the technology. Um, mm-hmm. so as I mentioned earlier, policymakers really need to understand it to, to create progressive regulation and not stifle innovation. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the, the sooner people start understanding the technology, the sooner we can start pushing forward and creating meaningful things. Um, I think one day people will be interacting with blockchain technology without even realizing it. It's just going to be an underlayer, similar to the internet. You don't really know what's going on when you're using the internet. But I think blockchain mm-hmm. will be the same as that. You'll be, you'll be using this distributed ledger technology without even realizing you're doing it. But mm-hmm. I think with, that's not going to happen in 2020. I think that's far away. So I think, mm. I think within 2020, we're going to actually see these products that have been promised start releasing properly. And we're going to actually, that will be the beginning of people messing around with technology and then releasing something meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, certainly it's a very exciting time, Andy. The, the power of crowdsourced creativity has uh, already created great disruptions, and I'm sure it will continue to uh, do so as well. All right, so thank you so much, uh, Jacob Kowaleski from uh, LISC, uh, and uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of Executive Interviews at Tech Investment Insights, and looking forward to chatting again soon.